Welcome to The Upper Left. Each week, you'll hear startup founders and co-founders, corporate executives, angel investors, venture capitalists, and economic development officials discussing entrepreneurship and innovation in The Upper Left. Now, here are your hosts. Lee Reeves with The Upper Left, a podcast about scaling entrepreneurship and innovation in the upper left. You are listening to season two, episode number five. I'm really excited for today's episode. Joining me today, Rick Tarosi, the founder and general manager of Pi, the Portland Incubator Experiment in Portland, Oregon. Rick, it's great to have you on the Upper Left. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, so first and foremost, how how are you? How's how's I'm, I'm good, good. You know, crazy, but good, good, crazy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, good, crazy. <laughs> I know the one of the first things that I wanted to to dive into was uh, Startup Champions Network, right? Yeah. It, yeah, know, yeah. Just came out. Can you tell us a little bit about Startup Champions Network? Sure. Bring Summit coming to Portland. Yeah. So Startup Champions Network is a group of folks from around the U.S. who all are kind of focused on roles kind of similar to mine where they are what is now being referred to as ecosystem builders. So folks who are spending time building the infrastructure that communities require to support startups and kind of economic development and that kind of thing. And so it's really this really nice um, kind of tightly knit peer group of people who all do the same jobs, but likely do those jobs where nobody else in their region really quite understands what they do or how they do it. So it's really nice to get all of us together to chat about what we're doing, what's working and what's not working. And so what we wind up doing is twice a year, we kind of descend upon one community, kind of learn a lot about what's happening there, what sort of infrastructure there is. And this spring, Portland is the host for that. So we've got a lot of people showing up in Portland, Oregon to kind of experience our startup community and our startup ecosystem in March. So that's, um, number, first of all, congratulations. Thank uh, you. Because yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's a testament to, to the Portland startup community. Um, it's, it's, it's a testament to you and, and the work that you've done and the work that, um, that others in the community have done to really shine a light on, on Portland as a, as a startup community. Um, the, the summit's got three, my understanding, right, is that the summit's got three objectives. Um, and, and number one is, is making sure that the uh, entrepreneurial, the ecosystem builders are connecting with like-minded peers and resources that they can take back to their ecosystem. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. I think the nice thing about this is so often, and, and you get this too, Lee, like that so often you're having to over-explain the work that you do that it that like bring people up to speed or give them context about what you do. And I think what I enjoy most about this group of peers is like, we can just, we can skip all that. We all know what we do day in and day out and we can really get into kind of the more meaty problems that we're dealing with or, you know, be they financial or community or whatever. Like it's really a, a way that we can get some real work done really quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's taking over Portland March 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, you are a champion this year. Um, and then also uh, Dwayne Johnson. Is that is that correct? From, from yes. Built Oregon and, and uh, Silicon Flores is also one of the champions? So Dwayne is actually, he's part of Startup Champions Network. He's actually one of the directors for that organization. So we are um, collaborating as co-organizers on the event. And he is actually working. So while I work at a very kind of 
hyper-local Portland level. Dwayne is doing this kind of work nationwide. So working with a variety of startup champions, um, working with organizations like the Kauffman Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, but, and, but he's collaborating with me since he's a Portland resident to help pull this off. Excellent. And uh, taking place at WeWork Pioneer Place, correct? Yes, that's correct. Excellent. So we've got three WeWork locations currently. It's taking place at the Pioneer one. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to do my absolute best to, to be there. Uh, before we, before we started the podcast, I kind of filled you in on, uh, yeah. on the backstory <laughs> as to why I might not be there, but I'm going to finagle some things around on my end. And, uh, and I really look, I look forward to seeing you and, and yeah. to seeing it. It's, and it's been too long since we've been in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a few years. Um, well, let's, uh, let's kind of take a step back from, from the startup champions network and, and dive into Pi, uh, yeah. and then also dive into the, to the Portland startup community as well. So what's happening with, uh, with Pi at this current time? So Pi, we're kind of, it, it marches a little crazy for me. Pi, we're preparing for our annual demo day. So, um, for people who aren't familiar with the organization, we've been around about 10 years. We originally started as just a co-working space and then kind of morphed into a typical accelerator program. So three-month sprint kind of accelerator program. And over the, the lifetime of Pi, we've just continued to iterate on that concept. So as Pi now currently exists, it's a rolling cohort program. So no no set kind of three-month sprint. We're just working with a variety of companies um, to get them to grow as rapidly as they possibly can. And we're working with two, two kind of distinct types of companies currently. One is very much the traditional software-as-a-service kind of startups that we've worked with in the past, both B2B and consumer-facing companies. And then a new um, group that we've been working with uh, through uh, beginning about last summer through through this year is manufactured objects. So we've partnered with Autodesk to run a cohort of companies that are both using Autodesk software, but also manufacturing these physical objects to see how we can help those companies uh, do a better job of the businesses they're building. And then um, later this year, this summer, in collaboration with Built Oregon, we are planning on launching a consumer products focused accelerator. So food and beverage, uh, apparel, outdoor, that kind of thing to really just help unlock some of the latent knowledge here in Portland from those industries that um, it is not as accessible as it should be for the startup community. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the interesting things that, that I have always, um, you know, kind of looked at Portland, I guess, from a, from that unique lens is that um, it, it's, it's the, the breadth of uh, companies and uh, markets that, that Portland has, right? Because you yeah. know, obviously, you know, Adidas and, and Nike, um, Portland's got a, a creative makers community. Yep. Uh, it's yep. got a creative products community. Um, so it's, it's just a very diverse ecosystem, right? And when you yeah. come to, when you come to Seattle, you know, I, I see a lot of, a lot of SaaS, you know, and now obviously this, it's mm -hmm. the artificial intelligence and, um, you know, cloud and things 
like that. And so it's, it's, it's funny to me that these communities are just a couple of hours apart, but they're just, they're, they're extremely different. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Well, and it's always so funny. It's always so funny, like people from back East or, you know, people visiting from other countries, just making the assumption that Portland and Seattle must be exactly the same. And they're say they, they're two completely different towns. Yeah, com- totally, totally different. Night and day different. Yeah, exactly. and, and they're just a, they're just a couple of couple of hours away, <laughs> which is which is funny. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the greater Portland ecosystem because sure. um, you know it, it's evolved right over the last uh, several years. Um, yeah, yeah, there's, you know, capital formation has changed. The yep. entrepreneurs are different than they were. Some have had some successful exits. Um, give us a sense of how how Portland has uh, evolved since you've you've been involved in the community. Sure. Yeah. So I've been just for context. I've been here since '95, and I worked in startups for about 12 years here before I started um, kind of being more of a support mechanism for the startup community. And uh, when when we started Pi back in 2009, you know, there weren't a lot of companies being built here tech-wise. Um, and that was kind of our, it was really mobile that gave us the ability to start building those kind of companies and the, and the open source community here. A lot of companies came out of that um, community. So, you know, there, there were these fits and starts of companies that have grown slowly but steadily um, to be kind of dominant players in the Portland market. You know, um, none of them are, are terribly household names because they're generally engineers building tools for other engineers or building frameworks or platforms. But um, Puppet is probably the largest and most recognizable of those companies. It's a server configuration software. And... Um, that was one generation of companies. And then we saw this second generation of companies come along that were, um, you know, not, it didn't have to be really out there about the fact that they were building a company in Portland. So the, the puppet generation of companies really had to make a big deal about, hey, we can build this company here. We can attract the funding we need. We can attract the talent we need. Um, and we kind of have to be out there about doing that. And then once that trail had kind of been blazed, we've seen a bunch of other companies kind of follow suit, but not having to make as much noise about it. And I always kind of refer to the entire Portland community, no matter what folks are working on, they're kind of aggressively humble. Like they're not terribly like self-promotional or kind of out there about what they're doing. So this, the these newer generations of companies more fit the the culture of how Portland builds companies. So they're building them, you know, very steadily. There's not like, you know, unicorn level growth here, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, they're, you know, often driven by revenue first and then raise capital when it's right for the company rather than raising a, you know, millions and millions of dollars of capital and not knowing what to do with it. Um, it's a very interesting community in that regard. 
And then what we're also starting to see is it's not just software anymore. So there's kind of this renaissance of hardware and software solutions, or there are, you know, companies that are um, pursuing software ideas in food and beverage and, and apparel and those kind of things. And, and that's a distinct change from, you know, even five years ago when those types of companies wouldn't necessarily have been thought of in the same way as a startup but it was more focused on tech, but now we're seeing all different types of markets being embraced as, as startup pursuits, which is really nice because it gives both a larger peer group for those founders who are starting companies, but it also gives people a better understanding of what is actually possible here in Portland. Yeah, throw, throw, out, some, uh, throw out some success stories uh, for us. And who, who are some of the other companies that, uh, that are doing you know, really interesting things across the board? You, you mentioned Puppet, obviously, as a, as a homegrown uh, Portland startup, but uh, what others come to mind on that, on that front? I mean, there, there's a bunch that, um, again, in the tech community, so like Cloudability or Opal, Lytics, um, companies along those lines, with the um, food and beverage, you're seeing things like Red Duck Ketchup, which is amazing. You're seeing there's a company um, in the, uh, I don't even know what space you would call it, the blanket space. There's a company called Rumple that had a series of successful Kickstarter campaigns that decided to relocate their company here because of the Portland community and, and how things were going here. There's Revent, which is a sunglasses company that's doing really well. And then our traditional kind of uh, craft brewing industry continues to go well. We have a growing distilling industry that's pretty amazing. And then we're also seeing um, in the cannabis industry, a lot of activity in town here locally as well. So it's, again, it's a, as you kind of stated at the beginning, it's such a diverse group of companies that it's it's sometimes hard to keep track of all the things going on here yeah yeah well let's jump to um let's let's jump to uh, women entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. and minority entrepreneurs because this is yep um you know there, there's still a lot of work left to do when it comes to to those categories of, of entrepreneurs right yeah. and and i know you you're you're a champion of of female founders and, and you know female entrepreneurs in portland you're a champion of uh those in, in minority uh, communities as yeah. well. Yep. Talk about some of the, the successes that, that Portland has had or, or even some of the challenges and some of the work that's being done uh, with both of those communities as well. Yeah, I don't think we've had much success yet, to be honest. I think, you know, we've been doing the work and there's a lot of work to be done and we're starting from way, way behind. But the community as a whole, it's it's definitely a topic of conversation. Um, I, it's definitely something that folks realize need needs the work and that the work needs to be done. Um, I think you're seeing some some very strong voices in our community who are leading us in that regard. So people like Mata Zapeta of Switchboard and Accelerate Fund and Business for a Better Portland and the Zebra Movement. Um, she's been really a an incredibly strong voice helping to rally the community. And then I think uh, I, Stephen Green on it, uh, just jumps to mind immediately has been a very strong proponent, you know, longtime Portland resident. I think he moved here when he was three months old and um, you know, he's, he's, 
he calls himself Latino. He's black and Latino. And so he has kind of a, a foot in both of those communities and has long been a supporter of entrepreneurship, but has really, you know, can become this voice and rallying um, point for the community to, uh, you know, not only look to, to help, to help guide us, but also, you know, somebody who's really keeping us honest, like it, he will not put up, up with just talk and good intentions like yeah he's not, and he's not shy about it either. no no and you got to be doing the work and and that i appreciate that so much about both he and mata is that you know they're not they're not going to settle for just trying like the work needs to be done and they're they're really pushing to make people do that work yeah, he's. Uh, I follow. I follow Stephen on uh, on Twitter, and he's pretty active on Twitter. More active than he is on LinkedIn, but yeah, yeah he's he's constantly, you know, uh, that that voice, right? Yeah. To to yeah. keep people in check or say, hey, we're you know we're not doing enough, or we need we need to do more here. Uh, I, I certainly appreciate. Yeah, that yeah, and he's also like it's, and I don't mean to say like he's always harping on that. He's a super positive influence. Yeah, yeah. Like we just we just came out of Black History Month where he spent you know every day he would highlight another a black uh, business in Portland that you know you probably hadn't ever heard of or, or may not have frequented and so he really is re- using his platform to raise the visibility of the businesses here and and kind of setting examples so that people realize that people that look like them and have their same experience have founded companies and been successful so they should take the opportunity to do that too. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's he's certainly a, a champion in in my book. Um, so let's look at uh, let's look at Oregon from a from a macro level, right? We yeah. talked a little bit about Portland at the at the community level, and and let's look at Portland from a you know fifty thousand foot level. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. Portland is is kind of what I would consider to be the the center of. Uh, all things uh, entrepreneurship and, and startup in, in Portland, uh, Bend, Bend, Oregon. You yep. know, I can't say enough about Bend as well, right? Because <laughs> yeah. Bend is just—it's a badass uh, community. Number yeah. one, uh, yeah, it, it's got a lot of a lot of success stories as well. You know, I think the other thing that's really interesting about Oregon that that a lot of people might not know about, right, is this is this focus on rural entrepreneurship as yep. well. Um, yeah. Because uh, you know Joe Joe Mirashak down in, in the Eugene community, they've yep. got the, the Catalyst program going uh-huh. on. Give us give us your thoughts on uh, on Oregon at the at the macro level. Yeah, Oregon's super interesting. I mean, in, in comparison to to Washington, you know, obviously Seattle has a huge amount of gravity, but you also have, you know, down the I-5 corridor, Tacoma and Olympia, and and once you get closer to Oregon, you've got Vancouver, you know, you get to the eastern side of the state and you've got Spokane, which is a major kind of metro influence. Oregon really only has Portland as a large urban area. And so what we find is that there are various communities in the state that all have, you know, they all bring something different to the table. So Portland's kind of the urban environment um, with, you know, obviously entrepreneurship going here. You have Bend where they have a significant amount of capital 
in the town and and wealth in the town that makes them an interesting player statewide. With Eugene, you obviously have the University of Oregon presence, Corvallis. You've got Oregon State University, which is, you know, when it comes to intellectual property and patents is is often on par with MIT and, and other universities like that. So a lot of intellectual property and, and tech transfer potential there. And with them now establishing a Cascades campus in Bend, that's going to be something really interesting to watch where you've got that both the technical acumen as well as the capital to put to work in that region. And then also the coastal stuff is super interesting. Like there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in Coos Bay on the coast. And as you get to the eastern part of the state, you know, like incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces in Baker City and and areas that La Grande that um, folks might not think of when they think of Oregon. So while our activity doesn't tend to happen in in urban areas, we're still seeing a significant amount of activity that's happening in rural areas. And my hope is if we can figure out some things that are working in you know, rural Oregon, then those are far more likely to be replicated in other rural areas across the U.S., far more so than, you know, something we come up with in Portland that happens to work here. I think, you know, a program that works in Coos Bay has far more likelihood of adoption across the U.S., yeah, I, uh, I, in my 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 head, my heart, I hope and and wish that uh, uh, that those communities do see see you know success, right? And and yeah. they're they're working towards that. Like there are really good programs out there for you know entrepreneurs in in rural communities. Uh, and having you know been born in Seattle and actually raised in in Coquille, you know, just mm-hmm. a few yeah. Minutes yeah, yeah, from Coos Bay. Um, I, I would like to see, uh, those communities do, do well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I wish, uh, you know, Joe and, and Carolyn and, and those at the, uh, rain continued success because I think they're doing phenomenal work and they're, they're great organizations. So, yeah, absolutely. um, so what, what else is coming up in, uh, in Portland as far as, uh, events and things like that yeah. in the coming, coming weeks? Coming so months. after, so we've got our demo day on March 14th, which is, a pie day and everything has to be, <laughs> everything has to be a bad pie pun with us. So um, we'll be live streaming that so everybody can kind of tune in from the comfort of their own web browser if they want to watch that. And how do people how do people find that? I'll get you. I'll get you a link so that, um, so that we can share that with folks, and then um, they can tune in if they want to. Then we've got, as we talked about, Startup Champions Network is that uh, following week, and then our biggest uh, startup week is uh, Portland Startup Week, which is April first through the fifth. And the nice thing about that is it's a bunch of, you know, like like most startup weeks around the U.S., like in Seattle. Um, you know, a bunch of independently organized events that occur throughout the week that kind of bring the community together. And then the nice thing about Portland is we kind of close out that week with TechFest Northwest, which is our largest tech conference and startup pitch conference here in town. So it's gonna, April's going to be a really exciting month to kick off here. Yeah, and um, the uh, you know on the topic, you know TechFest Northwest is uh, is growing. 
which is which is yeah. great to see. It's it's yeah, really, great. really evolved, and it's a, I was there, I believe, in year number two. I yeah. yeah, back when I was organizing it. Yeah, yeah. It's way yeah. Now, trust me. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you know d- diversity on the on the attendee front, diversity on the company front, and they've they've really uh, done a, a good job of bringing in a, a diverse group of investors as well, right? Not just tech, yeah. right, but just yeah. startup investors in general. Well, and some folks might not know this, so just like a little bit of the backstory, like way way back when mid 90s um, there was actually a an event called North by Northwest that was a collaboration between Willamette Week which is a weekly publication here in Portland the, like our alternative weekly pub and um, the South by Southwest folks and that hap- that went on for a while and then eventually the the South by Southwest folks decided to focus on their core event in Austin and but Willamette Week kept running the program as Music Fest Northwest. And so they'd always been kind of watching what was happening at South by and were really interested in kind of creating a very similar kind of destination event that featured, you know, not just music, but also tech and, you know, potentially film or other things. And so this is just kind of the, the continuing um, growth and and maturation of that event concept. And the, the Tech Fest has, has now kind of separated itself from the Music Fest, but is really become a, a marquee destination event that attracts people both as attendees and startups pitching from around the world. So we're very proud of the event and it's a good time to, to visit Portland and kind of experience the community, but also get to run into a lot of really interesting people from all over. Yeah, and that's coming up again in April. April fourth and fifth. April fourth and fifth. Yeah, Northwest. That's a, it's a great that's a great conference. I really really enjoyed really enjoyed my time there, and and look forward to uh, hopefully getting back there again this yeah. year. Hopefully, yeah, that would be probably, great. Probably, probably <laughs> my, probably <laughs> well, look if uh, if people if people that are listening to the upper left want to find you, uh, yeah. how can they how can they do it? Where are you? I am on the internet most days. So you can find me on Twitter as Tarosi because it was ridiculously hard to spell. So I don't <laughs> choose that. But, um, but I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, so that's where most folks tend to connect with me. My blog that I've been doing since, oh geez, it's a dozen years now, I think is called Silicon Florist um, because this region is called the Silicon Forest and Portland's the Rose City, so Silicon Florist seemed like a bad pun to run with. <laughs> and uh, then Pi is my day job, so that's just P-I-E-P-D-X.com. And I, and I would tell you, I am a subscriber of Silicon Florist, and it, it's oh, very thank you. it's very well done. I mean, it's just you know, it's it's Portland, it's startup, it's community, uh, it's entrepreneurship. And uh, for, for those of you that aren't familiar, I would definitely encourage you to check out Silicon Florist because it's a wealth of information about the community. If uh, if you're not familiar with Portland uh, and or interested in, in learning more about it, so I would definitely encourage you to sign up for the, the Silicon Florist. Thank uh, you, I really appreciate it's, that. It's a great it's a great one, Rick. So, um, and then. Pi PDX, right? www.pipdx.com. Yep. Uh, I'll I'll make sure I include that uh, at the end of this episode as well so people can check out your website as well. Thank you. Rick Tarosi, the founder and general manager of Pi PDX Portland Incubator Experiment. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Seeing you very soon. All right. Thanks very much. Talk soon. Bye. That's all for this episode of The Upper Left. If you found it valuable, please head to our Patreon site and contribute whatever amount you can to our show.
Your contribution will support entrepreneurship and innovation in the upper left. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you next time on The Upper Left.